3: All right, Pharrell back in uh, Phoenix at Radio Row at the Convention Center in downtown Phoenix in the Valley. Great place. Um, You know, Carver, High. I don't know if you... you, I think you did know this, but I'll I'll refresh everyone's memory. I did live in uh, Arizona at one point. I lived in uh, Flagstaff, Arizona, which is Mm. uh, northern Arizona. It's right by the... uh, grand canyon and uh it's about 15 minutes from sedona which is a beautiful place uh a magnificent place uh on earth don't tell anyone uh it'll ruin it because uh then people will go there and it'll be too crowded sedona's perfect Uh, flagstaff the san francisco peaks great skiing there uh and it's right by the uh, grand canyon an incredible place uh the painted desert uh arizona is incredible although uh, i i We'll say this, like in the summer here, I mean, basically from May until uh, I'd say November, it's like a buck 15 here in the desert. It is awful. I mean, it is <laughs> it is suffocating. It's, it's worse than Vegas and Vegas. You've been to Vegas a million times. I mean, you know how hot it is there. But yeah. it's funny because if you here's a real quick story. So originally I was doing the show. Uh, I was doing a show in Williams, Arizona, which is outside of Flagstaff at an oldie station. The guy had a heart attack or something and he said, run this station for me. And I was like, all right. So I was playing Frank Sinatra and you name it. Uh, It it was awful, but I was doing it. And then some guy noticed me from uh, Phoenix and it was KTAR in in Phoenix, which is a huge station. And I was going to go down there and get this job. And it it, it turns out at the last minute, they gave it to Arnie Spanier. And then uh, they told me, go get Arnie's gig at the Sports Entertainment Network in Las Vegas. So I went and I got (laughs) an audition at Sports Entertainment Network. I ended up going live uh, on a Saturday nationally on SEN. Uh, And then Jerry Kuttner came in the studio with his jaw dropped open, like, what is going on on my air right now? Who is this lunatic? And uh, the rest is history. Uh, He hired me on the spot. I ended up working there for a couple of years and then I went to CNN and then I went to San Francisco to LA and to New York and the rest is history. So all of my, uh, the big time part of my career where I actually took off and made it nationally was when I was this close to being on in Phoenix doing local radio. And instead I ended up doing national radio at SCN out of Vegas. And then uh, I ended up where I am today. So, uh, I do have strings in uh, Arizona, certainly uh, a past in Arizona. It's a, it's a cool spot. And I will say this about it, uh, great golf here in the winter, just fantastic uh, golf in the winter in Arizona. Tucson, Scottsdale, Mesa, all of them rock.
4: We have, of course, the waste management out there by you yes. this weekend. How about 23 of the top 24 players Right now, on the PGA, are there this weekend because they upped the purse to 20 millies, Sky, This is one of the wow. events on the tour this year that they upped the purse to get more of the big heavies out there. And everybody's there. I mean, you got Rory, Rom. Speed, everybody is in the mix by you uh, out at the Waste Management, so that's going to be and, a lot of and fun. They let the,
3: yes. And they let the fans behave with basic debauchery oh. at this event. Rally. You're allowed to cheer and, and drink beer and, and yell obscenities. Uh, it is the craziest golf tournament of the year on tour.
4: Uh, no question. The 16th hole, of course, the par 3, the stadium around it, just absolute insanity this week uh, at the Waste Management. All right, so we are going to get into... Uh, tonight's NBA or at least some of it right now first we welcome in all of our radio affiliates for El coast to coast on a Monday Scotty out in Arizona Super Bowl 57 Sirius XM channel 159 sports byline good to have everybody with us let's go Celtics are in Detroit tonight against the Pistons Eleven and a half and point road favorites 230 and is the total
3: So, uh, look, uh, these games are crazy, but there is no way that the uh, Celtics aren't rolling the Pistons tonight. I think the Pistons are flat-out awful. Uh, Generally, when I see them, uh, I bet against them uh, fervently, as quickly as possible. I'm all over Boston tonight.
4: (laughs) Uh, Cleveland, after the win against Indiana yesterday, are in D.C. against the Wizards. Cavs minus one and a half, 222 and a half is the total uh, for tonight in Washington.
3: You know, I got to tell you, this would be a game I'd be interested in if I knew exactly up to the minute who was going to play. If Beal's playing, if Zinger's playing, uh, then I think that the Wizards are viable, right? If they're not, I, I think that uh, Cleveland beats them. But, you know, if Beal and, and Zinger are playing at home in this game, Uh, I think that it's not the worst bet in the world to take the Wizards. They played pretty good ball, I think, over the last month and a half.
4: Uh, Clippers had that uh, come-from-behind win at the Garden on Saturday night, Scotty, against the Knicks tonight in Brooklyn against the Nets. We already talked at length about the changes going on with them. Clippers, 7.5-point favorites in Brooklyn tonight, 220.5 the total.
3: Yeah, I don't like that uh, number at 7-and-a-hook, but I do think the Clippers are – Frankly, without uh, Kyrie Irving in that lineup, without KD in that lineup, I think the Clippers are 10 points better than the Nets. Uh, I don't think the Clippers are going to let Cam Thomas have 44 points. Uh, And the deal is this. If PG and Gwai are playing in that game, they'll kill the Nets.
4: They should. Uh, One more before we go to break. We'll do the rest after. The Spurs are absolute hairdryer city. They are in Chicago tonight against the Bulls. Ten and a half for the Bulls tonight against the Spurs.
3: I got to tell you, I think it's 10 and a half because they are going to 10 and a half of them. I think the Bulls will win that game by 17, 18 points. I really do. I think they're going to whack the Spurs. They're awful. The, the, it's flatback city for the Spurs.
2: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
3: All right, Pharrell back in uh, Phoenix at, at Super Bowl 57 at Radio Road. Just so you know, uh, just be clear here. Every day now this week uh, through Friday, uh, we're going to be on at, at 12 to 3 Eastern and then a re-air of the show from 3 to 6 Eastern. So uh, back-to-back, coast-to-coast from basically 12 Live to three, and then a re-air three to six. So you're good to go. You'll be able to get all of the great guests. You got to remember, and Mike knows this, like Mondays uh, and Tuesdays here is a little rough. Uh, The heavy artillery comes in here Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But it's still jumping here, but not like it will be by midweek. So we're going to do everything and anything we can to do uh, killer shows here uh, all week long. So you get to enjoy everything from SB57. So uh, there's still other NBA games we're talking about here at Carver High.
4: Uh, There certainly are. Let's go to Houston next, Scotty. The Sacramento Kings got punked in New Orleans last night by the Pelicans. Tonight they get the Rockets. Uh, Right now the Kings minus 5.5 road favorite, 233.5 is the total.
3: Yeah, I don't think this should be a problem at all for the Kings. I think they have too much offense uh, for the Rockets. Uh, I know Green's a badass. I mean, I think there's a a little potential for an over here, but uh, I'm okay with laying it with Sacramento. In fact, I did a a tease uh, with Sacramento uh, down to one with uh, Kansas uh, tonight against Texas in Fog Allen at Lawrence, and I got them at plus a half point. So I need Kansas to win, and I need the uh, Kings to win by two. I think the Kings will handle uh, the Rockets by way more than that.
4: Uh, next let's go to Utah Jazz have the Mavericks in town tonight Uh, nine and a half for the Jazz Scotty I just wanted to go double check no Luka uh, tonight for the Mavericks so no Kyrie obviously that's not gone and through yet and no Luka Doncic either that's why Mavs are getting nine and a half here 222 and a half the total
3: yeah, and I also uh, know Finney Smith and uh, no right. Dinwiddie. They're gone. And so uh, when you don't have those two with Luca, and you're left with uh, that garbage lineup with Powell, et cetera, uh, and, you know, bottom line is you know what's going to happen in that game tonight. Hardaway is going to chuck about 30 shots. So uh, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm going the other way. I'm willing to lay the points against them tonight. They have no chance.
4: So let's just take that Hardaway over threes prop, whatever it is. He's gonna shoot like 15 three pointers tonight. Let's just get Hardaway uh on, on a whole bunch of threes. Uh the Thunder are in Golden State. Two and a half, Sta- easy. I believe. I agree with you. Uh Thunder in Golden State against the Warriors. No curry. Minus three and a half for Golden State. 233 and a half the total.
3: So that game's at the chase and no curry. Yes. Uh and no curry. And, and you're telling me that uh that the Warriors are still laying points in that game. You said it's down to three and a half they're laying?
5: Three
3: and a half. Uh, I think there's potential here tonight for an Oak City outright. I really do. I, I, I'm just saying, go for it. You know, some nights you just have to go for it. If you're ever going to beat them, uh, that would be the uh, point you could beat them tonight without Curry. Uh,
4: and finally, the Bucks start a West Coast trip in Portland tonight against the Blazers. Bucs minus four and a half, 242 and a half, the big total at the Moda.
3: Yeah, I just don't think Nurkic can stop uh, Giannis. Uh, I think the uh, Bucks are too much for them. I, I really do. I, I don't think that they can handle them. Uh, uh, even though it's at Rip City in the Moda, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bucks on the road. But I, you know, I don't like touching them. They're bad luck to me. I'll, I'll explain that to Bill Michaels later on this show. Every time I go near that Bucks team, I lose money. I don't know what it is.
4: It's weird. I hate it's them. Like you say, like the, there's nights you feel like they don't care. And I thought that that what was it on Thursday night when they played the Clippers and they were getting whacked. And I thought they were gonna mail the game in. And then all of a sudden they they try in the fourth quarter and they end up winning the game. Uh it is you by can one. never figure it out. Uh yeah, by one. And Giannis had fifty. But they not cover whatever Giannis had. Yeah. But they didn't go. No, 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 no. No cover. Uh no cover in that one. Uh there you go. NBA. I have more NBA for you after the break. We're doing the Lions share on the NBA today with the futures. Because we're going to be doing a lot of football uh, on the lion's share this week, Scotty. So let's do the NBA uh, after the break. All we'll right. start the football now. Eagles and Chiefs also arrived in Arizona with you yesterday. We did have our first million-dollar bet on the Super Bowl. It was placed Is by a right? bet MGM Better on the Eagles' money line, minus 125. Do you like that bet, We, that we bad, have not Carver, talked. Right? Um... I do. We have not talked since last uh, Sunday, the championship games with this matchup. I heard you saying to Tony that you do like the Eagles. You think the Eagles are the better team here coming into this game.
3: I do. Uh, You know, I don't dispute uh, Mahomes brilliance, Kelsey's domination. Um, I I have issues with their uh, injuries. Uh, whether or not these guys like Tony and Juju are going to be able to do anything and manipulate anything and and be great in that game. You need to be, in my view, great in this game to win uh, a ring and and to win a Lombardi. Everybody needs to be great and everybody needs to be in concert and in one uh, motion playing together. Uh, For me, uh, Philly's better on both sides up front. I think their pass rush is better. I think their secondary's better. I think their Uh, offensive lines better. I think their running game is way better than the Chiefs. The Chiefs don't even have a running game. Uh, I'll give you Pacheco, you know, busts his ass. He does a lot more stuff returning kicks for me than he does being – Super effective running the ball. The only thing I'm worried about, fair enough, and I do that with caution, is Mahomes and Kelsey. They're unstoppable. Uh, It's like every time they touch the ball, uh, it's a touchdown, right? I'm worried about Mahomes and Kelsey, and that's it. So if I got to worry about two things, you got to worry about six or seven things with Philly. I think Philly's the better team.
4: Look, uh, I, I think the one thing you brought up at the beginning there. Is something that really hit to me on Friday and Saturday and over the weekend. Like, these guys on the Chiefs, I can't rely on them. Like they they need those secondary guys to play. I know they got through it in the second half against the Bengals, but like Tony plays for like a quarter and then he's out. Juju seems a lot more hurt than they let on. Hardman's already not playing. Like, I know Kelsey's great, but I mean they're gonna roll a bunch of hacks out there in the Super Bowl. When these guys get hurt in the second quarter. It just doesn't sit well with me uh, when I want to back the Chiefs. That's the problem.
3: Mike, uh, listen, let me just say, because I I wasn't on last week, unfortunately, but I know that uh, for me, uh, excuse me, the Bengals blew the game. Uh, You know, again, much like the Super Bowl uh, last year when they had the third and one and fourth and one, and they didn't throw it I thought that in this game, you get the ball back. You know what I mean? You got, you know, four minutes and the ball to go 80 yards to win the game and they couldn't even get two first downs I I thought that was pretty much uh the kiss of death uh you know for my money uh you got this guy injured he's got a bad ankle he rolled it up again in the game and you still don't hit him you still don't sack him you still don't get pressure on him uh as far as I'm concerned uh, the Bengals blew it and they didn't take advantage of what was an enormous opportunity, I think, to win that game is get after Mahomes, lay him down, roll on top of him, uh, make him hurt again. He was hurt again. The guy got hurt again, and he still he still did you. That's how good he is. I won't deny he's good. But I thought the Bengals blew the game more than the Chiefs won it.
4: I'm with you. They had the ball twice in the last six minutes of that game, and they didn't get it done. With a tie game, had the ball twice, couldn't move it, Everybody's, you know, he throws and, and a, the lot long a lot of penalties. A lot of all the penalties was just ridiculous. Uh, on And, and the one and listen, the kid pushed the guy.
3: You can't push him outside. That, the, that was team. a penalty. That but was a penalty. But the third and nine the, the giving him the extra third right. and nine was corrupt uh, as as all hell. Ridiculous. I, I couldn't even handle that decision. I was like, I thought the I, game was uh, <laughs> terrible by the refs. They did an awful, awful job. It was an atrocity. But the reality is is that the last penalty was legit, and it cost them the game. They deserve to lose. So, in other words, you add up all those stupid penalties, and that was a stupid penalty, uh, and you didn't yes. get it done when you had the ball with six minutes left twice. You deserve to lose.
4: Uh, we will come back. I've got the Lions share for you. NBA Futures today off of the Kyrie trade. We'll do some more NFL later on and the college basketball. What a win for Indiana on Saturday over <laughs> Purdue. <laughs>
1: Purdue. <laughs>
0: producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
5: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills there's a big learning curve with welding virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact
1: reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing Uh, (laughs) that's definitely not a problem Uh, reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil This is a whole new jungle. This is The Lion's
3: Share. Brought to you by BetMGM. All right, back in uh, Arizona at SB 57 and Radio Row in downtown Phoenix, it's time for The Lion's Share. Of course, brought to you by BetMGM. And remember, you can place a single first basket scorer bet uh, on any NBA game up to $25 risk-free visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions and you too can be styling like the big ticket in his pimp robe in the sauna carver high put a sauna into his house uh to relieve him of the stress of the day sometimes he just goes in and likes to sweat to the 70s (laughs)
4: <laughs> I wish. I wish. I, I need to get my basement back first uh, before I can that's put true. any saunas in. How's that coming? Uh, that's for sure. How's that coming along? It's not going. Not going well. It hasn't started yet, so it hasn't. Uh, it hasn't actually gone anywhere uh, so far. So we are it will that eventually. It will. That, I know it will. I know it will. Uh, it is time for the lion's share. Let's do it here. Uh, brought to you by BetMGM. I figured let's do the NBA futures today, off of the Kyrie trade, and everything else going on. Western Conference, right. odds to win. Nuggets, still the favorites, plus 325. Grizzlies, second choice at 450. Warriors and Clippers now, both 5-1. Here come the Mavericks now, 7-1, seven Sun 750. So even with the Kyrie trade, Scotty, it's not like they're all the way up at the top. I mean, they still got the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, the Warriors, the Clippers, et cetera, ahead of them.
3: Fair enough. Uh, and I said earlier, and I'll, I'm emphatic when I say this, they're not winning uh, anything with two guards. OK, that's that's great. You got two guards. Both of them are ball hogs. Uh, good luck with that. I, I don't deny their brilliance. I, I don't deny that they can both uh, do whatever they want every night. 30 plus automatic triple doubles automatic. They do it all. But I, I still believe. I still believe it is still a big man's game. Uh, At some level, you have to clean the glass and you have to dominate in the low block in the paint. For me, it's still Nuggets. I'm going to put the Clippers there. I said it before to you, I think three, four weeks ago. I have not changed my opinion one iota. The difference between uh, the Clippers and the Mavericks are is that I think Kawhi and PG are both unstoppable. And I also think they have a lot of other pieces that are very nice, and they got the big Zubats, uh, who's a dominator on the glass and in the low block. Uh, For me, they're flat out better than uh, those other teams. Now look, Memphis, uh, everyone wants Memphis to be in the Western final. Everybody thinks Memphis is going to win an NBA title. I am not on that boat. Take a good look. They've lost eight of nine. Take a real good look at this team that everybody thinks is so fantastic. They couldn't even win last night at home against Toronto, and I think Toronto's a good team, albeit. Uh, but the bottom line is uh, I think they're still all talk and way ahead of themselves. They brag about how great they are, and when you've lost eight of nine, you've got a little problem going on.
4: Yeah, I'm with you on the Grizzlies. I'm not ready to go there uh, at all with them on the Eastern side. Nets were pretty high on the board. Uh, they've had some teams jump them. Celtics plus one fifty-five for the East. Bucks plus two fifty. Sixers now the third choice at plus four fifty. The Cavs nine to one, and the Nets now ten to one as they have the Sixers and the Cavs past them after losing Kyrie.
3: Yeah, the the Nets are uh, in. You know. I think dire straits without him and and with Uh, the uncertainty with KD. We don't know what he's going to do. Is he going to be in concert with Kyrie and demand uh, that he wants out? And, you know, we've already heard the Suns are lurking. Everybody wants KD to leave the Nets. Uh, The Nets are out of the picture for me. Moving into their spot will be a runoff between the Cavs and Heat, okay? Because the reality is, in the East, uh, we already know it's the Celtics, Bucks, and, and the Philly Sixers. That's just all there is to it. There's three teams that are, you know, too legit to quit. And there's one outsider. The outsider would be Spida in the Cavs or Buckets in the Heat. And the difference between those two teams is that they both have uh, tremendous skill and size inside with a and with Mobley's. Uh, the bottom line is uh, both teams have it all. And I would love to see uh, frankly Cleveland and Miami in a seven gamer to see who's you know uh, man enough to step out of that series and go to the next level against the bigs either way I don't think Cleveland or Miami for my money can hang with the other three
4: uh, the heat uh, we're not on that board I will tell you they are 16 to 1 to win the Eastern Conference right now uh, so the heat just passed the net 16 to 1 uh, in order for they're them better in those
3: odds. I think they're a good team, uh, but they haven't uh, manipulated the season like they were. You know what I mean? Like they haven't yeah. won enough for my blood to act like they're top shelf status. But they are good enough when healthy to play with anybody.
4: Let's go to now odds to win the NBA title. I've got two sets uh, of boards here for you. The first is the longer shots, a little bit further down clippers are up there mavs are up there Suns, uh cavaliers uh, which one's on this there you go there you go 76ers on there as well and the mavs uh to get us going uh for those four teams there to win the entire thing
3: you know uh, for that group i would say uh the only ones that i believe in are the clippers and the sixers
4: yeah mavs now checking in at 14 to 1 as we were mentioned earlier your heavies the teams to win it all, Celtics now are plus 350 to win the entire thing uh, with the Bucks right behind them at 5-1. to one. Nuggets, 7-1. to one. Grizzlies are 10-1 to one, uh, to win the entire thing along with the Sixers.
3: You know, I, I'm going to stick to what I said uh, previously. If I'm going to look at it, I think I see it in the same eyes as I did a few weeks ago, and it's still, for me, Boston and Denver. Uh, Denver's a complete team, if healthy – when you have the big fella, the Joker, going uh, triple double every night, and if you can get the Murray contributions and the shooting that he's able to uh, manipulate, this guy is an absolute rock star. And I love all their pieces. Uh, I, you know, I, I thank Porter and I and Gordon, all of them. So the difference for me with with uh, Gordon is is that. Mike, for me, he added 20 pounds of muscle this year. He's a lot like Ingram is with New Orleans. The difference was I think the extra weight and muscle that Ingram put on is why he got hurt. And the difference is uh, Gordon just got older and fatter and bigger. You know what I mean? Like a player. So his extra muscle and extra bulk has benefited him. Whereas I don't believe that uh, that extra weight has helped Brandon Ingram at all. In fact, I think it's why he got hurt.
4: Uh, MVP voting has had some changes since we last talked about it. Uh, the gap is closed a little bit between JoJo and the Joker. Joker's minus one fifteen. JoJo is three to one. Giannis at six to one. Luka Doncic now seven to one. I sourced uh, a number from MGM, Scotty, that the most MVP bets since the Kyrie trade yesterday have been on Luka, something like 77%, 75% of the bets for MVP have been on Luka. People flooding in after him getting Kyrie.
3: Yeah, I I just don't believe in uh, him as a MVP based on, uh, you know, for me, the record and the fact that everybody around him sucks. Like for me, Joker makes everyone around him better they all play at a higher level, even Bones Highland. Uh, I should have named my son Bones and not Gunner. I've, I've, I've filed paperwork to change. It's <laughs> a little late that he's 18. But I just think Joker makes everyone around him better, and he's a triple-double machine and a nightmare, and the best big-man passer, obviously better than Sabonis was, who I thought was the best big-man passer I ever saw. And I just think he's the true, legit MVP, in fact. Year one, he got it. I thought he deserved it. Year two, I thought JoJo should have won it. He got it again. Now, he's better now in the third year than he was the first two. For my money, it's a a Joker MVP running away. Uh, I don't believe that Luka Doncic should sniff it based on the fact that the Mavericks suck. And now you're going to give him an MVP because they trade for lymphoma? Uh, Because you make a trade for lymphoma, suddenly you give him the MVP? I am not buying that rhetoric at all.
4: Uh, Let me give you the other ones quickly. Rookie of the year. uh, Bancaro's lost a little bit of his lead. He's still minus 650, but Matherin of the Pacers has moved up to plus 550. It's a two-man race, Scotty. Uh, Bancaro was minus 1,000 last week, so he lost a little bit of juice there.
3: Well, look, I think... uh... I think Keegan Murray's played great in Sacramento. He's not an MVP at at any stretch. And I think Halliburton's an absolute badass. I hit him last week. I don't know if you saw that. I had the over nine dimes. It was eight and a half, and he landed at nine in his first game back from injury, right? And I hit that uh, prop. I think he's fantastic, but there's there's a problem. They've already given the trophy to Bancaro. It's sitting on top of his fireplace already. They just haven't let anyone know that they've given him the award already.
4: That's right. Uh, Same thing we thought for the sixth man of the year. uh, But Russ has come back. Still in the lead, though, Russ. Plus 150, Brogdon 175, Maxi 450, Powell 550, and Poole 16-1. I like Norman Powell, Scotty, at plus 550. He's been good.
3: Yeah, that's because you saw him go end-to-end the other night with that that, uh, layup that he cut through five guys and made that layup. That's why you like Powell. I don't deny he's played well, uh, but uh show me that list again the the guy that i like the best uh is maxi i don't need to see the list i think maxi's a true sixth man for me uh you know what westbrook brody to me is a feel sorry for the guy award everybody feels sorry for him that he sucks now that they want to give him an award for some reason listen if you are not as good as you were then you don't deserve young man's awards how's that for an idea
4: uh marketing is now the leader for the most improved player he is minus 135 and jaron jackson jr still the leader for the defensive player of the year at minus 190 but bam has made it a little closer now plus 550 for bam for the defensive player of the year along with nick claxton
3: Uh, uh, okay wait a minute so let's go back to the one uh the sixth man of the year uh, show me that list again. Can we look It's Shea Gilgis. We're not giving any awards to white guys at all. Give it to Shea. There you go, six man. He's a badass. In fact, Shea should be in the running for the MVP. And Jackson's the defensive player of the year, the
2: way he swat shots and hits threes. It's a combo meal for my man, Jackson
0: and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
5: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at slash metaverse impact.
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: All right, back in uh, Phoenix at the Radio Row Convention Center in downtown, in the valley, Stylin'. It's like 71 and perfect. There's not a cloud for hundreds of miles. Uh, Not only um, is it awesome, but did you notice like the Sirius XM set? Uh, We have uh, Mafia, the golf, the the PXG golf people here. There's people literally hitting like longest drive here. I mean, uh, Ryan Leaf's about to hit longest drive. They're giving, they're setting him up with golf. They're literally hitting golf balls at the Super Bowl in the radio row. I have seen it all. It's because it's so nice outside. Donovan, my man Lewis from the uh, Ticket in Dallas. It's good to see you, brother. It's always uh, good to see uh, you, man. Live in in person right yeah. here at, at SB57. Uh, first of all, Donovan uh, does uh, middays on the Ticket. Uh, great station in Dallas. I was on it for a long time. Great fans, great sports town. We know all that. And I said to you just a minute ago, uh, you can have him, you can have him. You know why? Cuz I-, I gotta tell you, I've been in New York for a long time, 25 years. And I've never seen anyone more painful than that, dude. I mean, bar none, he's the most painful pro athlete that I've seen. Like cuz I love his game, bro. Like his game is so clean. Like watching him the last two weeks play without any of this, uh, you know. When he, when he went through the anti-Semite stuff and he was, like, suspended or, you know, had to do all this stuff in the community with the, you know, the Jewish people and everything else, that, like, woke him up. I think he, he had, a, a like, a, an epiphany. Like, right. I better get my shack together or I'm right. going to have problems. He came back. He kept his mouth shut. He was just straight down balling every night, putting his head down and grinding and balling and dropping, like, 30 every night, just um, carrying them on his back. And they, they're not a good team with, without KD. But he, he did everything to carry him. And it was the first time, honestly, Donovan, that he's ever not been an asshat. Like, he has been such a painful pro athlete in New York that he's unlikable. He, yeah. You just can't stand him.
6: And you know how we are as humans, Scotty. It's, oh, no, 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 I can change him. And then he'll be better when he's with us. Right. And I think that's the mindset of everyone in Dallas. Well, not everyone, because I think a lot of people are on the fence because of what we know about him off the court. But like you said, there's no denying on the court that everyone was always wondering if the Dallas front office could put a number two beside Luka to carry this team in the future. And not only did they put a two beside him, they put a one beside him. So a lot of people basket on court basketball wise, are really excited to see what he can do next to Luca. Now, can you uh, you know, sustain from some of the behavior that he had before to make it work because we've been bitten in the butt before Lamar Odom traded to Dallas for nothing and right. it didn't work. John Rondo traded to Dallas for basically nothing and it didn't work. So now we kind of have a little PTSD. This guy's way better about, than them. And he, no doubt about it. Way better. It Do look- you think that
3: they can win? Because uh, I said this earlier. I don't believe that you can win an NBA championship with two guards
6: As your two best players? That's it. Yeah,
3: I I think your bigs are clumsy. I think Powell's like, like, my wife's got more moves than that guy. He falls down. He's clumsy. He's got stone (laughs) hands. He can't shoot. He's awful. Kleber is always injured. I I think they lack that post-play, that paint presence. And now you're going to have two guys that are, you know, absolute superstar playmakers and shooters in in Luka and and in, uh, you know, Kyrie. But here's the deal. Luka, you know, triple-double every night. But he's no MVP to me. I'm sorry. I can't have an MVP on a team that loses as much as they do, and nobody around him gets better.
6: I can, I can, I, I will disagree with you on the fact that he is so valuable to his team that when he's out, they have no chance of winning ba- basketball games. Fair enough. They are, they are where they are. Because of him. And they have struggled this year as far as losing some games they shouldn't have lost, even when he was in the lineup. But I do think it frees him up to not have the huge usage rate that he has so far. He is being used more than any other player in the NBA. Tyree no does take some of that pressure off of him on the basketball court. And there was a game that I actually attended, Scotty, against Washington. Right. Uh, they had five seconds left. They had possession of the ball down one, and they ran the same play twice to Luca, and it didn't work. And then because they trust no one else on no the basketball one. court, and now you have another guy that's won a championship that you know about his skills on the floor. That if you double Luca, then you're gonna get cut by Kyrie. Why do you out think there on the floor. Why do you think
3: he's so far removed from that uh, championship with LeBron? Because I mean to tell you, my man hasn't sniffed it yeah, since. The
6: Boston uh, thing didn't work uh, at all. The Boston didn't work.
3: Brooklyn didn't work. I don't dispute his game. I, that's not my problem. My problem is, I mean, he's a trip. Right. Okay. He is a trip to just listen to this guy. He's from another planet. Yep. I mean, I don't even know what this dude's tripping on, but he is not with the rest of us. It's like, a he, lot
6: of moonheads in this league. Right, he, he just may be toward the top of the list. I mean, of- honestly, bro, it's so, it's
3: just so painful to deal with. You know that owner got rid of him. He's like, as long as he doesn't go to Lakers, I don't sure. care where you trade him. Right. That guy, Joe side, does not like him. Does not like him at all. And I think he finds Durant to be as much of a pain in the ass as
6: Kyrie is. I wonder if Durant is going to be next. Because I remember when Kyrie asked for the trade before the season started. And they were like, okay, go look and see if you can explore trade. And right. I think the Lakers were the only one. And that's they're like, right. nah, that's not happening. We're not doing that. So I feel that. When Minnesota traded for Gobert, they kind of messed up the market. And it seemed like it's trying to correct itself now because Durant wanted to be traded, but they wanted like seven first rounders and people were like, yeah, that ain't happening. Don't not even sniffing that. So, yeah, it's interesting what's happening in Brooklyn that they got they got Kyrie pennies on the dollar, though, for what they traded away. Dinwid is a good player. Dorian Finney-Smith is a good player. They got a first and a couple of seconds, but that's not nearly the price that you would think that you give up for Kyrie. Do you wish you still had Zinger? I really liked KP. I liked the potential, and it was just about him being injured. And I don't think he's doing it now. Yeah, and I don't think he and Luca got along. I do think their games, KP, of course, KP and Kyrie's games are different, and I think Kyrie's game will mesh more with Luca than uh, than, uh, than KP did. So I do feel that their on the court relationship will be a ton better. Did they?
3: Did they say uh, Donovan Lewis with us from the ticket in Dallas? Did they say? Because you, you saw the stories today that they're not committing to some long-term extension for right. him. Did they actually say that, or is
6: that media-driven? No, no, I think they actually said that. This is. I don't feel that you're going to have an extension for Kyrie right now. I do feel that this is almost like a three- or four-month test run to see if their games work. And if they do, and then you can find some level-headedness. <laughs> if that's a word, with uh, with Kyrie, then maybe they'll think about maybe extending them a couple of years to did see they, him take that.
3: Did they change? Uh, how much did the culture change in the front office when they had all their problems? How much have they changed from the bad cloud that was over the franchise?
6: This is why they brought Nico Harrison in. No GM experience in the NBA, but he uh, right. had those relationships with those athletes at Nike. Right. And he had a really good relationship with Kyrie at Nike. So that's one of the reasons they brought him in to say, all right, relationships do matter. So if you can talk to these guys and bring them in, then maybe we can turn this thing around. We all know that this roster the Mavericks have right now is probably a first-round exit. Maybe even a play-in team with the way they've been playing. And now you've added that extra kick with Kyrie. I mean, like when
3: the front office had their problems. Oh, yeah. When, when the front, the front people, office When the people that worked there started saying they were being harassed Right, right. And treated poorly. It's it totally
6: changed. They have, hired a... they a, cleaned out the garbage? Yes. And, and,
3: and did a spring house cleaning and now everybody's back to liking their job and their career and no one's being harassed? They
6: hired the female president of the organization. Is that right? Yeah. And then they brought in Nico when they got rid of... uh. uh donnie nelson who had been there forever so yeah they they swept all that out of uh, the front office and it seems to be working pretty pretty nicely and smoothly now they took the big swing with kp and now they're taking the big swing with kyrie so it seems like they have their act together so
3: when you watch that guy uh do you think uh, luca uh, you know listen I, I will never question his game mm-hmm. fair enough his game is sick but what i i have a problem with is he He just never stops crying to the refs. Like, he is so painful. He's like a little child with his every single time. My man cries when he gets an and one. (laughs) He gets the call, and he still cries. And you
6: know how sometimes parents... Does that not bother you? You know how parents won't recognize that their kids are bad? Right. I think that's what we're doing now in Dallas. Because a lot of people outside of Dallas do say that a lot. And then we're just so used to it that it doesn't really phase me at all. That but he's I out, do out like crying. Dallas,
3: and it does bother me.
6: I know. Because I, I love
3: the game, and I watch every game every night always, and, it, and it, it pains me how much he whines. Like, half of his texts in the in the last two years have been because he's so painful. He doesn't even need those texts. Uh, he gets a ton of calls. He goes to the line a lot. He does. I don't know what he's looking for. Like, it's It's some. it's it really absurd to me how it bothers him so much that every time he gets touched, I mean, when you're – When you're that good, bruh. You're going to get touched when you're that sure, good. You sure. are doubled and tripled and and boxed and phone boothed and hacked. And how do you stop? A gra- I played a guy the other day, played at Nova. This kid's sick. He scores every time he touches the ball and he drives with a low scoop. And I cut his arm off in the lane and he was mad at me. And I was like, bro, do you think I'm just going to let you shoot game winning layups <laughs> when you never miss and no you one ever touches? It. Then he right. gave me a cheap shot in the back on a, on, a, on a pick. I said, you can't move me. I'm 225, son. <laughs> Hit me all you want. I'm still going to foul you going to the ten. Right. When you're that good, you should expect to get fouled.
6: Yeah, but when you think you're a superstar, you expect to get those superstar calls too. And I will bet you that's his mindset. I will bet you he'll say all those calls are so obvious that he's getting. He needs to get some of those superstar calls. I would think that's ha- that has to be going through his. He? he is a superstar,
3: getting superstar calls. He's tripping. So tell me about the fallout from uh, the Cowboys' loss, because. Um I think some people think that they should have gone further, and I thought that they went about as far as they should go.
6: Yeah, you're not going to get rid of the quarterback because of the contract situation. Jerry loves Mike McCarthy. You're not getting rid of the head coach. Someone had to be to blame. I don't think they could have gathered everyone and said, hey, let's run it back because we're really close. They had to try to fix Dak and the bad season that he had, and now it's all on Mike McCarthy. That's why you brought him in. But you don't have a problem with
3: him. I think he's still a good player.
6: Yes. Yes. He had a bad year. Now he's going to have to get better next year and show everyone that he's not the interception machine that he was this year. Did
3: you really think after they they beat up on Tampa that they were going to go win that next game? I, I thought they didn't. had
6: their chances. Uh, I didn't,
3: but I, I thought they played great in the game. Right,
6: their defense—they could have won that uh, game when it was
3: nine all. You know, when they lost that game was when was when Ray Ray fumbled that punt and they didn't score. Right, at that the touchdown. 20. I and thought then, the game ended right there.
6: I thought it ended when they punted went on Tampa's forty and took the delay of game forty-five to punt it, and oh, then they yeah. drove all the way down the field to score a touchdown. You got to go for it, right? So, there. who do you like
3: uh, Sunday in this puppy? I
6: think I like Kansas City. Whoa, look at your Donovan. Yeah, I I think I like the experience of them being there and the lights aren't too bright for them. And I know they have some injuries on on the offensive end, but I think that experience and Patrick Mahomes, I think it'll carry them over to the top. Yeah, you know,
3: um, it's so funny to me how much of a badass he is. And you don't get all this... Extra nonsense like Kyrie. I mean, honestly, like, right. Kyrie's the same kind of player as Mahomes. He's just a phenomenal freak show every time he goes on the floor. But one guy is Drama City and the other guy's just, he cooperates with the media, knows he's got a job to do, he knows he has to answer questions.
6: Elevates the game of others. And, and he, that's and so important.
3: That's right. Like, yeah. it, don't you see the difference?
6: Right. Yeah, it's a huge difference. But we'll see. He's our problem now, and I'm looking forward to Wednesday against the Clippers. It should be fun.
3: Yeah, listen, he's going to fill it up a lot. We'll just see what (laughs) happens off the court. Donovan, always good to see you, brother. I love you, my man. Yes, sir. It's a pleasure. Have great shows this week on the ticket. Say hi to everybody at the ticket in Dallas for me. Uh, The great Donovan Lewis with us from the ticket in Dallas. We got a lot going on here. Carver High's got a gambling problem. Uh, We sent Vinny to the Walmart to buy us food for the hotel. We need munchies, IPA beers, and goldfish.
5: VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.
4: The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need.
5: Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's
1: peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: (laughs) Carver, you know that's funny. That really is funny. We can't say that on the air because I'll I'll get in trouble. But I... (laughs) <laughs> All right, moving right along. Before I get fired, go ahead.
4: Yeah, uh, ah. sure. Uh, a couple of other things uh, out there from Arizona. Uh, the NFC beat the AFC in whatever the hell that was called yesterday at the Pro Bowl. Uh, some seven-on-seven seven nonsense. Let me get your thoughts. Forget that crap. Uh, let's talk about Sean Payton, eighteen million a year from the Broncos, and them having to give a first and a second round pick uh, to the Saints for his services. Your thoughts?
3: Well, I'm not going to begrudge him for getting that money. Uh, I think if they're paying Belichick 20 million, I think, you know, for my money, Sean Payton was the highest rated guy available in the business, uh, the most sought after guy in the business. And when you're that guy, you probably deserve uh, 18 to 20 million dollars. I think, you know, he's no Belichick for my money because you got one guy that's got all those rings and you got another guy that has one ring. But if anybody knows how to do it, it's Peyton, and I think he'll do well uh, in Denver. I think he's certainly going to do better than Hackett, and I think he will do well, frankly, with uh, Russell Wilson and get him straight.
4: Well, somebody's got to be able to do that. That's for sure. Uh, Finalists for the Arizona head coaching job. There's only two jobs left, Arizona and Indianapolis. They can't figure out who they want to hire. But the finalists in Arizona, allegedly, are Brian Flores, Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka, and Bengals defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo, your finalist for the Arizona job that nobody wants.
3: Yeah, well, listen, Mike, I got to tell you, I think the best coach there in that group is Brian Flores, without a doubt. I I think he uh, did a great job in Miami. I think he got shafted. I think he did a fabulous job with the Steelers, and I do not believe for one minute that Mike Kafka is ready to be a head coach in the NFL. He's no different than Nathaniel Hackett was, and you saw what happened to him. I think think Lou uh, Anarumo has done a great job in Cincinnati. Uh, my guess would be he's still a year or two away from being that guy. If they name him the coach, I think they'll regret not hiring for us.
0: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico